There's been a stereotype for ages that porn stars can't act. And now there's a show that proves that that's just not fucking true. Lily LeBeau, who is a chatterbait broadcaster and adult performer, stars in a brand new sitcom about camming, and she kills it. Sometimes she's going to make you laugh, other times she's going to turn you on, and sometimes she might make you even a little bit emotional. This is the sitcom about camming that we've all been waiting for. Make sure you check out Cam Girlfriend on the YouTube channel Camming Life at youtube.com slash camming life. If you did, if you were to tell us about, like, the biggest boat that you've ever taken, like, how big is the biggest cock that you've ever had? Like, oh, like an arm. Like, Mandingo and Dread, I think, are, like, this big. Like, Mandingo for sure is, like... That's, like, as big as you. How? How? This is Melody Kush. This is Lana Del Bay. Hey, sex squad. Check out Sex Tales right now. Sex Tales. I don't even have any pants on, um... Yes. Hey, hey, Sex Squad. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Sex Tales. I am Lana Del Bay, a full-time Chatterbait cam model, content creator, and sit-down comedian. Hey, what's up? My name's Melody Kush. I'm a Chatterbait broadcaster naked on the net since 2006. And today, first known for her library sexcapades that went viral in 2015, our guest today is a penthouse pet and the very first vixen angel she has countless award nominations and multiple wins we welcome the pink pothead princess and porn powerhouse kendra sunderland hi kendra hi i love that pink pothead princess (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us i remember back when that whole library thing went down like i remember that's how i actually heard about you and i was thinking whoa like that's crazy and then all of a sudden all these campsites based on that that fallout, I noticed that people were no longer allowed to like sneakily broadcast at Starbucks and like other public places. Like you created like a ripple effect with that. So you really had an impact. Yeah, I um, didn't mean to, but um, I definitely started that. And it's funny and people wanted me to go to a Starbucks first. And I was like, I feel like everyone's going to see me at a Starbucks and I don't want to be banned from Starbucks. Like I love Starbucks. And so that's why I went to the library. But I was like, I don't know how people get away with it at a Starbucks. I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to get banned from Starbucks. That's hilarious. Um, Can you tell us about that whole entire scenario, like at Oregon State University? I'm actually from Oregon. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely relate to that a lot. Can you tell us about how that went down and how you gained that title? You said that they at were your room wanted you to go to a Starbucks. So is this like a goal thing? Yeah. It was like if you reach a certain goal, yeah. then I'll go to a public place. Yeah, I had started webcaming. Um, so I got fired from my job and I wasn't really getting hired anywhere around the college. And so uh, my friend had told me about webcaming and was like, I know a lot of girls that are on there and they make good money and like you're so pretty. Like I feel like you could do really well on there. So I tried it out and it was actually like, I think like my second or third night of webcamming and the guys in my room were just like, you should go someplace public. Like you could be number one on here. Like um, you should go to Starbucks. And I was like, everyone's going to see me pull my titties out at a Starbucks. Like I feel like I'm obviously going to get caught. And so I was thinking and I was like, the library is like super close to me on campus. And so I just went and then I think I was actually like trying to study. I went on one of the more popular floors was like trying to see like I was really studying and then there was just so many people around that I was like I need to go to the very top floor 
there's not a lot of people there because it's a silent floor so you can't talk at all so I was like I don't feel like a lot of people are gonna be up there so I went and found like a corner and then just did like a webcam show I was just like teasing and like showing my titties and stuff and then after a while I feel like people like maybe somebody knew that I was doing it because they came and sat like super close to me like behind me and was like peeking at me I was like you're not slick bro so I like I left and then um, continued on like webcamming and going to school. But eventually I stopped going to school because I realized I hate school. And I really only went to college because like that's what you're supposed to do after high school. And I was like, I don't want to live a life where I do the same job every day. Like I don't want to get out of college and owe all this money and, you know, like have to go find a job like my I realized what I wanted was to travel the world and to like do shoots in all these different places. And like I was making really good money on cam for a broke college student, like thirty five hundred in the two week span that of the pay period was like huge for a broke college student. So at that point, totally. I was like, fuck all of you. Like, I don't care what you have to say. I started webcamming. <laughs> I dropped I stopped going to school. And then when the new semester started, I technically wasn't enrolled because I didn't pay my fees and I just like didn't want to do it anymore. And my parents had found out I was webcamming. And so like they were actually pretty cool about it. And um, it was just like whatever. And then I remember randomly one night, like I was just chilling with my friend watching YouTube videos on my phone. And then I kept getting all these friend requests on Facebook and I kept having to like swipe up and be like oh I'm so sorry it's so annoying and it was like every two seconds and so after the video ended I looked on Facebook and I was like all these frat boys were adding me at Oregon State and then I looked on this um just like Twitter people were tagging me Facebook everyone's tagging me and like there's this anonymous app that we used to have called Yik Yak and like I looked on that in the Corvallis area of the school. And it was all library girl, this library girl, that I can't believe she did that. Library girl has some balls. Like, and I was just so shocked. Everything was happening all at the same time. And then I like went to sleep and the next morning it was even crazier. Like it was on the news. Like I had my family calling me, like I had so many people contacting me, like things just blew up overnight. And then I think that night the cops came to my door and was like, do you know anything about this library thing? And I was like, no. And they had screenshot the library video. Like they printed out a picture of me like, and they were like, this isn't you. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess like that was my first time being in trouble with the cops. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is a screenshot of me in the library. And then they just like (laughs) took my picture and I'm not allowed on campus grounds, but I went to court for it for public indecency and like got a misdemeanor charge or something, paid like a thousand dollar fine. And then yeah, my whole career since then has just been crazy. Wow. I, I bet that cop is wishing that he asked you to sign that, uh, that screenshot for not now. Yeah, well, I, was, I was like, Oh, I guess that is me and my titties. Okay. You caught me. <laughs> I'm just laughing that he had to like take that screenshot. <laughs> So you said that you wanted to uh, fuck somebody on campus so that you could get banned from another college. Have you achieved this mission yet? I had this, <laughs> I had this brilliant idea to go around to different colleges in the country and fuck people in their dorm rooms and film it. And I was like so excited about it. And then somebody reminded me that that's illegal and that's exactly what I got in trouble for before, <laughs> or, like filming on campus grounds. And so I was like, oh... 
Right. So I can't do that. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to go back to college one day for something specific. I don't want to be banned from like every college that I can think of, you know, but I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> I, I would love to. And they were like, you could just fake it. And I was like, no, that's not the same. Like I want to fuck in the dorm room. Like you got to find like a really cool Dean and just get permission. Just use your status. Just be like, look, I'm the library girl. Like this could be really good for your school. I'll bring you some great promo. Like it'll be all around the world. You get students from here and from there and from everywhere and like use it as like a promo piece. <laughs> I could definitely try. I feel like a lot of them might reject it, but I don't know. It's still one of those things where I might eventually just be like, fuck it. I don't care. I want to do it. <laughs> just be very discreet about what campus and make sure you get one of those NDAs from the male talent. <laughs> I know. That and, sucks. And- I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like, hey, it's Kendra Sunderland. I'm on this campus, like walking around campus. Like, and this is that guy's <laughs> dorm room. It's this dorm. Like I wanted to very specifically be like vocal about where I was and what I was doing. And then I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> so yes. it's like a, it's like a, a raunchy college tour. I myself have not been to college and I uh, definitely gave a guy on a college campus a blowjob, but I don't know if I should tell that publicly. Um, if the cops are, oh, the cops are here right now. Okay. See you guys. <laughs> for your five year, I know that the Pornhub had taken down the video from the show from that day, but I think for your fifth anniversary, which was earlier this year of that event, it was put back on Pornhub. So anyone who wants to go check it out can look you up. It is there. Are you still allowed on campus? I guess not, eh? No, I'm not. <laughs> not to say and- that I've never been back on campus, but I'm not technically allowed. If I get caught on campus, I'll get in trouble. Before all of this, so before getting into adult, uh, you worked at a diner. And if you never got into porn, what would have been your dream job? Um, I still one day, I think I would like to um, work with exotic animals, like specifically red pandas or otters is like my dream so I do want to do that one day it's just a lot of discipline and schoolwork and like mm-hmm. you know like I'm not ready for that I still want to travel more when I can and like well do more things well that's also something you could probably travel for I mean if you're going if you're taking care of exotic animals I mean there's a limited number of those in North America right <laughs> so it probably still give you the opportunity to get out there Yeah, especially red pandas, I think it would be great. It's just so much like schoolwork and discipline. I'm not ready to be back in that lifestyle. Like I like being able to do whatever I want and like not have to be like, oh, I have to do this assignment by this time. Like I'm not ready for that kind of structure in my life again. (laughs) That's fair. Um, So how did you make the switch from just camming to getting into the uh, porn industry? Um, so I was just doing webcamming and conventions and feature dancing for a while and a lot of different interviews and stuff. So I kind of rode that wave, I think, for like two years. And then after that, I had got an offer to shoot my first professional porn scene with one of the top companies in the industry. And um, I don't know, I kind of just talked with my ex-boyfriend at the time and was like, decided that this is something that I wanted to pursue. I know in the past I had said that I probably wouldn't and I truly felt that way, but then something kind of like in my mind had changed and I just wanted to try that avenue and kind of explore more into the adult industry. And so I started my, like, I think I shot two scenes and then I got put on contract. So I was on contract for like a year and then I got out of contract and I kind of was doing my own thing, like my own website, focusing on that and was going to retire. I think I said that as well. And then 
again, I was <laughs> like, this is too much structure and schoolwork right now. Like I still want to make money and travel and do that. So then I got on contract again for browsers this time. And now mm-hmm. I just work for them and I do my own videos and like I have so many other projects going on. I'm like always busy. Yeah, you definitely, I mean, just having research, you definitely have a heck of a lot of things going on. I saw your website. It's super pink. It's super cute. I love it. So you were the very first Vixen Angel. What comes with that? Is there, you know, what happens when you get chosen to be an angel? Um, at the time, so it was like um, a couple of years ago, it just, it, I was the first one. So it was kind of new. We were still kind of figuring out what exactly it was going to be. And when I was a Vixen Angel, I did a photo shoot and like went back to Oregon and you get like these Louis Vuitton shoes and this custom V necklace with a diamond on it. So then, yeah, I think there was a few angels after me and then they started doing ceremonies in LA. Once I moved down to LA, um, it was part of these like Vixen Angel ceremonies where we would have like a little get together and then it just got bigger every time like each time it would just get better and better and better and um I was always a part of it because I think that Greg said that Vixen was always like um I was just such a huge part of the brand like the brand was modeled after me in the way that I am and so um it became like a huge part until eventually I had to leave and you know kind of work on my own brand and my own thing and make like solidate my brand myself before giving more to another brand you know for sure. And like, how flattering is that? Like, that is some high praise from Mr. Lansky over at Vixen. So that's really cool. And when you get to set, when you're doing shoots, whether for Vixen or, or any other company, when you get to set, what are some signs that you know it's going to be a good time? Like, or is there any like clear signs? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, lately I've always had fun on browser sets. Like um, they have so many different websites but it keeps me busy. I'm always working for one of their like sister sites or whatever. And so I just love the crew. I feel like if it's a crew that I've um, shot with before, I always kind of know that like we're going to get along more and have more to talk about than someone I'm just starting to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when I'm excited to work with a talent, that definitely makes it a better day. But regardless, I always have a good time on set. They always make me feel so beautiful and like it's always super easy and if it's a long day, it's for it's because like the video is going to be so amazing that I'm like so excited to see it. So um, awesome! It's always a good time. <laughs> when like when like booking gigs, what is it that you uh, that you look for when choosing them? Do you look for like good directors, talent that you're like excited to work with or have worked with before and know that it's going to be fun? What is it that makes you choose the particular like uh, scenes that you go for? I, I pretty much say yes to whatever browsers gives me. I'm never really I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want that check. Like I'm always like, yes, but as far as other performers, there are sometimes that I don't feel comfortable working with some people they try and put me with, or I kind of just like always Google them and kind of see what's up. And then I have like very few people that are on my no list. It's just, you know, you kind of have to just pick and choose. And it must be nice too. when you're working with companies and you trust their creative vision. So you tend to say yes to whatever comes your way. It's nice to have that confidence in that company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know like whatever they're going to shoot, like I know it's always going to be fun. Even if it's like a silly thing, like I did one where I got stuck in a cat tree, like it's always just like funny and silly and I love it. Like that one was great, but for the most, they do like 
I don't think I've ever had to be like, no, I don't want to do that concept. They're pretty great about it. And they always like style me, make me look beautiful. So that helps. When you arrive on set and you meet your fellow performers, whether it's somebody new or somebody you've already worked with, is there a discussion about consent or do you guys just have small talk? Like what is, what do you guys talk about before you get down to business? Yeah, I feel like there's always kind of small talk if you're, if you know the performer well, or you like worked with them before, have a little small talk. Um, if not, we kind of don't really talk. I don't know. I'm always like getting my hair and makeup done and then doing like shooting pretty girls. So you're kind of like busy. But um, before we shoot, you always have like a consent list that you go through. They have like a list of pretty much every sexual act you can think of and you put yes or no. And then like you can specify we go over our safe word, which is normally just stop like good and good old stop seems to work. We've never really had to use it. But yeah, you go over the list and then they like record you both going over the list for like safety reasons. That way we make sure everybody is like, you know, everybody's like boundaries and stuff. I wonder who created that list, like the people that created the list of every single possible sexual scenario. It's funny when I'm like, when I'm working with a guy, it'll be like scissoring. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Like, and they'll always be like, yeah, you know, that's cool with me. We don't have to scissor (laughs) or like. It'll be like fisting. And I'm like, yeah, I think my main things are like, don't pull my hair and don't spit on my face. Those are good you things. Know what? Yeah. yeah, a lot of people love their hair being pulled. Personally, I don't know why. I don't care for it much either. Yeah, if I, if I don't it. have my clip-ins, if like it's just like now just my natural hair, like you could pull on it. But for the most of the time, I have oh, clip-ins. So if you clip-ins. pull on it, like do not pull my fucking hair. Like. <laughs> Well, even any kind of extensions, whether they're clip-ins or not, I think it would hurt even more if they're woven in. Like those, those hurt people. You guys have no idea how much extensions hurt. But yeah, that's a, that's a super fair point. No, no, no. Anything else? No, no, no. A wig? No. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> and so your 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 talk about consent before the the scene. Do you guys still have an exit interview also? Or yeah, yeah. They always ask at the end, like you know, were you forced to do anything against your will? And like, you know, did you have a good time? Would you work with us again? Like, always, they're always on 10, especially with like the COVID safety these days, like browsers is always very like prioritizing safety and consent and everyone being happy on set is most important. That's wonderful that you like get to work with such like a cool company that cares about their talent so much. Yeah, I've I've been blessed. I've always been kind of like contracted. So I feel like the companies always treat me like family and like to me, their family. And that's kind of always how I've experienced the industry. And I think it's great. It makes me feel comfortable and safe with them. I love that. So in all of these wonderful and apparently interesting with cat tree scenes, do you like actually orgasm? Do you like reach the big O during your scenes? Um, Me personally, not very often. And that's just because after I do, I am the laziest person ever. Like, (laughs) If I actually orgasm, I just want to lay there and smoke weed. Like, I do not want to continue. So I kind of have to not allow myself to so I can go through the whole scene. Because I don't want to take breaks after every orgasm and be like, I need water. I need, like, a joint, like like I normally do. So, I need a nap. 
I would need a meal. Like if I did pro porn and I was coming all day, like I would need a snack between orgasms, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. I wish if I could orgasm and keep going with the same energy, I would, but I know that I cannot. <laughs> That's crazy. The more I orgasm, the more energy I get. It like pumps me up. I just like get crazy and hyper until I finally hit a plateau. And then I'm like, okay, I need that. Yeah. I wish I was <laughs> like that. It's very rare that I have an energy. <laughs> Do you have any kinks you'd like to explore? Or maybe you're looking for a one-on-one private show experience? Come find your match amongst thousands of broadcasters on Chatterbait.com. We're there and we're waiting for you. And it's free to sign up. Chatterbait.com. And can you think of something else? Like, I find that surprising, actually. Is there something else that you think might be surprising that people might not know about mainstream porn? Um, It doesn't take... I mean, we're not fucking for hours. I think the actual sex part normally lasts, like, half an hour, maybe at max. And most of the day is, like, all the other things besides sex. And um, I think... Yeah, I feel like people, yeah, would be surprised to know that sometimes we don't actually come, unfortunately. (laughs) They're like, we're not actually stuck in the cat tree. Like, we can get out, you know? (laughs) You have to call the firemen to get out of the tree, duh. Yeah, it was funny the other day on set, like, uh, we were shooting and then the makeup artist came in and, and, like, opened the door and she was like, oh, guys, and we all turned because, like, what would be the possible reason for her to interrupt? And she was like, there's a fire truck outside and, like, firefighters knocking on the door. And so we went out and there was a whole ass fire truck with its lights on outside. We were like, I guess we were just, like, shooting two fire of content, but they had the wrong house. Oh, honestly, that sounds like the start to a great porno. Like, you have the firemen that just show up out of nowhere you guys are shooting a porn you invite them to join you like that sounds like the perfect recipe i don't know i thought it was part of the scene i was like i thought it was a girl girl but i guess it's a gangbang with firefighters okay i'm down not gonna say no right i'm like but someone's house actually was on fire and they were at the wrong house like <laughs> that's was crazy i was like y'all oh that's very bad uh what would you say is your most like to date your most intense or most interesting scene that you've participated in? Mm, I think the most intricate scene that I had was my very first twisties like treat of the month scene. I think it was one of the first things that I did for Brazzers and that was an all day like from crack of morning to like nighttime all day long. So many different looks but I think it was one of my favorites because I was like a dark princess like wearing all black and obviously I'm very pink. And so it was like the exact opposite of what I would do. My first time wearing like latex gloves and I have like long nails most of the time and very big hands, like long hands. And the gloves I think were like making my hand go like this. And so my fingers were like falling asleep and Holly Randall was like, you know, just let me know when they go numb and like, we'll give you a break. And I was like, they're numb, but like, let's just get this done so I could take them off. And I just remember the latex being so tight I was like in pain but so happy to be there and like just I don't know I think they were impressed that I wasn't like getting snappy with them or anything after being there all day long and like I had to stand out in the cold in the pool while they like blew air on me and stuff and I was like bro I'm fucking freezing I'm so cold please but it's definitely some of my favorite content I think it's amazing and I'm surprised that they made you dark because twisties I mean normally it's very 
bright and bubbly and like they have a certain look and then they turn the pink princess into something dark so that's interesting I yeah i think it was a great concept when they showed it to me i was like that's dope that's definitely on like anything i've ever done and i don't think that people would expect it very cool i know you've done uh some gangbang scenes or at, le- at least one gang gang bang scene. <laughs> and how many guys were in that gangbang five. five but to be wow. fair like i don't do dp and i don't do anal so i feel like it was less of a gangbang and more like five guys running a train on me if that makes sense yeah that makes sense (laughs) I feel like I deserve to call it a gangbang when I didn't do DP or anything so I'm like a real gangbang I think it still still merits the title of gangbang Yeah, I think you can take that prize home. Like, uh, I've never had sex with five guys before, so you're doing better. So I am personally obsessed with dicks. I have dicks all over my house, like all over. I have like a three foot one by me. I have a dick lamp. Um, what is what is your description of the perfect cock? Like, do you think girth or length is more important? I think girth for me, like. I feel like guys always want it to be like the longest because they feel like that makes it look bigger. But there's only so far you can. I always tell them, I'm like, there's only so far Mm -hmm. you can go inside of me. Like, there's no point if it's this super long one. Like, obviously, it's nice. But to me, I think like a good like six, seven inches and like a little thicker, but not too thick. And just like how they use it. I mean, personally, I like like I like variety. I like when they go fast and then go slow and then go in circles and then take it out and then like do all the like I like to be like kept on my toes and not just like pounding like as hard as you can pound me. Like that's not my favorite. So yeah, you want it to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's not about the size of the boats, the motion of the ocean. I think that's what they say. Yes, that say. indeed. But if you did, if you were to tell us about like the biggest boat that you've ever taken, like how big. Is the biggest cock oh, that you've ever had? Like, oh, like an arm, like Mandingo Ooh. and Dread. I think are like this big. Like Mandingo for oh, sure is like that's like, like as big as you. Know. How? How? Like I don't know. Um, <laughs> those pretty easy. Mandingos is easy because it just goes straight. Like his is just like if you were like to have a big fake dildo, like it would be his dick. It's just perfect, straight, huge, just like crazy. And Dread's kind of curves a bit. So the first time it was a bit hard for me to take, but the second time that we worked together, it was a lot easier. But you were riding Mandigo, weren't you? Like, weren't you on top? Like, that's got to be difficult. You don't want to let yourself fall and break it in half or, you know, I mean, that's that takes some serious strength. I don't think people understand. So that must have been really challenging. Yeah, it definitely is challenging because, like, it's not like you can just, like, like go up and down fast and like not like slam on it you know like this one like you can't you can only go so far so you have to really like it's like the difference between doing like a squat and like those half squats you know where you only go halfway down like it's harder it's a good workout though nonetheless I mean hey being a porn star is definitely you're definitely getting your your workouts in during your scenes that's for sure yeah my back was always like in super pain (laughs) from posing like people don't understand yeah you have to be like if I'm posing I'm like this and regularly I'm like this like there's such a huge difference it like hurts has anything uh, embarrassing ever happened on set or before or after a scene um I don't know I don't think I've ever been super embarrassed on set I remember the first time I was shooting I was always insecure about queefing because 
in the past I had a like a high school boyfriend like completely traumatized me I like queefed and he like laughed so hard like laughed and made fun of me and like ran away and I was like I went to my friend's house and like bawled my eyes out and I remember like every one of my high school friends like anytime we were like I queefed and it was so embarrassing and like I'm just so embarrassed like bawling our eyes out and then I get into porn and they're like you literally have to pretend like nothing happened like you literally have to keep moaning like it's not happening because if you make a face Mm like oh no like they're not going to be able to edit over it so they were like it's totally normal like it happens all the time like just pretend it didn't happen and ever since then I've never been embarrassed about queefing I'm like it's just natural when that happens, do they edit the sound over it? Yeah. Like, if you can hear it, do they edit that out? Yeah? Okay, interesting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I edit my own videos, too, so I know the process of, like, going through and editing over things. Like, sometimes I'll have, like, the videographer <laughs> be like, oh, can you open up more? And I have to edit over that. But, like, I yeah. know from shooting so many scenes that, like, you have to keep your face. Like, you can't be like, what'd you say? Like, you have to, like, keep your face, like, still, mm-hmm. you know? Wow, dequeefing the porn. All right. Yeah, I can go back to like my little like 18-year-old self and be like, it's okay. Like he's stupid yeah. for laughing at you. Like it's okay. I've definitely edited out some queefing of my own for sure. <laughs> really? I think it's so natural. Like I once had a guy tell me, he was like, oh my God, queefing's kind of weird. And I was like, um, yeah, we're not gonna hang out anymore. You're rude as hell. Like that is completely natural. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, that should be a compliment. You're doing a good job fucking. <laughs> what is the craziest place you've had sex either like on set or in your personal life? Um, I don't know. I guess like a dressing room at like it was like a sports store like forever ago with one of my high school boyfriends. <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad dressing room back when we were like young and just crazy yeah that still takes some balls though that's like that's pretty that's pretty risky it is it's like not as often these days but if i had like a boyfriend i would make him fuck me in all these crazy dope places it's just like i don't so it'd be weird if i just asked a random guy like hey will you go fuck me on top of this rock on this mountain for my only fans type thing but when I get a boyfriend, I'm going to make him fuck me everywhere. (laughs) Do you have any sex advice? I mean, you're, you're pretty experienced. You've done over 50 scenes. Do you have any sex advice through like having you fucked a lot, you know? Yeah, I would say, uh, for guys, I feel like if you really want to impress a girl, you should ask her what really turns her on so that you could do those things perhaps and like listen to her and um I think if like you should really try and focus on pleasuring the girl because that's what's gonna make her like crazy over you and want to fuck you again and for Mm -hmm. girls I would say don't get embarrassed when you queef and um (laughs) if you want to have sex on your period then use a one of those triangle makeup sponges um and just like maybe douche Mm -hmm. and then put one up there one or two and then you can have sex on your period solid advice yeah and (laughs) yeah if you get scared that you can't fish the sponge back out like don't worry you'll get it like it's a lot easier with nails I can't do it without nails like I don't know how people grab onto the sponge but like with nails it's so easy I definitely heard some stories about some models like needing help from like one of their co-stars or a friend or their boyfriend to get it out. So yeah, don't panic. Just don't panic. It's the most important. Yeah. And try not to forget that it's in there because 
<laughs> That's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so within the porn industry, is there anybody that you look up to and either want to just meet or work with? Yeah, I think that um, I've always wanted to work with Angela White. I feel like I definitely admire her worth ethic and I like that she creates her own DVDs. I feel like that would be something really cool that I would want to do one day. I mean, I have my website and I love to create scenes for that. I think the next step would be something crazy like that. Um, And then I look up to um, Riley Reed. Obviously, she's another one that does really creative scenes. And I think that's what makes me happiest is creating things like dope scene concepts or like my 2021 calendar, like anything merch that I like put time and effort into creating is always making me the happiest. So Riley um, Reed, you like her. She actually was made a Vixen Angel as well. Did you get to go to her Vixen Angel ceremony and meet her and hang out? Ooh, I remember she was actually the one that we did at that airplane. It was like the Pan Am, like the old airplane. They do a lot of photo shoots there. I've seen other photo shoots there and I, I was like, hey, I was in that plane. Um, I think hers was a really dope concept and really cute. It was always, I was always kind of like taking over the social media and like showing behind the scenes and getting to like ask the girls questions. And I always thought it was really dope. It's super awesome. I like that. And you no longer have pink hair, but until recently you did. I saw you kind of grow it out. I also was pink haired for many, many, many years. And I really do attribute my early cam success to partially uh, to the color of my hair because I think it really kind of stood out when I was camming on Chatterbait and it really just became part of my brand. Did you ever find that you had difficulty getting bookings and stuff like that because you had that look or do you think it helped you? Um, I think I, the first time I did pink hair was, um, was like, I was kind of on my own. I was kind of not really working for Vixen anymore. And so that was just a point where I was just like, I'm going to have pink hair. I wanted it all my life. And then after a while, I think I went back to blonde. Um, Anytime that I really am shooting a lot of scenes, I just go back to blonde because I just feel like that's what people want. But um, mm-hmm. I went pink again during quarantine because we weren't shooting any scenes. And my um, roommate and best friend, Carmen Caliente, she had never had colored hair either. So well, I've had color hair. She had never had colored hair. So I convinced her to do purple, like her favorite color, and I'll do pink. And we'll be these purple and awesome. pink, like quarantine fairies. And so we did it. And then like that was April or March, I think. And then up until like last month, I had pink hair. And I was just letting my roots grow out because I was like quarantine, like whatever. And then we started shooting again for browsers. And I did a couple scenes with pink hair and like they were still booking me. Um, but then I was like, I'm just, I'm going to go back to blonde. It was very quarantine Like my roots were very grown out and like, I loved the pink. Yeah. I was like, how far can I get? And then I was like, all right, let me just go back to blonde really quick. I kind of did the same thing. Like I, I got an ombre done, like the bottom half blonde, just so I, I got it done right before the first lockdown. So that I've been playing with reds and pinks and purples all year, but I'm kind of over it. And I'm thinking about going back to brown because I mean, people, there are some people who do love color, but I do think that the majority of fans do prefer a more natural look. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, after six months, I want to change my hair. So I'm like that type of person. But I think that I'll just play around with wigs more. 
um, when I want to yes. do like a crazy color. Blonde is also easier to match like with any outfit. Pink is kind of like I always had to wear pink to like kind of make it all go or like you can't just wear mm-hmm. like all these other crazy colors. So but I like it now. Yeah. I definitely like when I have my clip-ins and stuff and I have like the full on like I look like a Barbie with all the hair. It's crazy. having colored hair is so much fun but you're right I definitely have changed my wardrobe because I've had purple hair for like four years now I definitely have changed my wardrobe to go with the fact that I have purple hair like I wear colors that accentuate it more (laughs) yeah I love colors though at heart I'm always going to be like a pink princess it's always I'm always going to want to be pink but everything is pink like my whole life is pink so I'm like it's fine (laughs) I know I love your sign behind you it's awesome (laughs) Uh, so you said that you were retiring in 2018 and we're glad that you didn't make no mistake but what happened there like you obviously didn't retire was that just a thought or? Um, I definitely, I feel like I definitely, anytime I say something, like I mean it, but then I change my mind like a bit later. <laughs> so I'm like, I meant it when I said it, but I'm changing my mind. <laughs> so it's kind of confusing, but I definitely, I was getting off contract. I was getting out of a, um, a relationship and I just was like, I want to go back to school. Like I want to do something that like makes me happy working with animals and everything. And then. Um, that was my plan. And I said that I was going to retire. And then I think like a little bit after that, I was like, this is a lot of work, a lot of homework, a lot of assignments, a lot of early mornings. You can't have long nails. You can't have colored hair, like all these crazy things. Like you can't take time off to go travel. Cause I had a friend that was doing the program that I wanted to do. And so she was telling me all these things like, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like it's rewarding, but I have absolutely no personal time for anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm 23. Like, I don't want to do that to myself yet. Like I want to do the opposite of like the normal thing where I go off and travel first and see the world and then just work more when I'm older, you know? Well, have you thought about like combining the two charity shows are like really important to me. And it's a way that I can like, kind of like get involved in my humanitarianism, but still be involved in sex work. Like I just did a uh, fundraising show for St. Jude's and raised like $500. So it's kind of a cool way to like mix your two like passions. Like you could do like a fun thing for red pandas and still kind of feed that part of your soul while, you know, still fucking your other hole. For sure. I love doing those types of things. I just want to play with one, like, I just, last time I saw one at the zoo, I was like, can I just like play with it for a bit? And the guy was like, no, we build this like relationship with the animal. And I was like, you're going to tell me that little playful red panda would not want to play with me. Like, come on. There's a place down here near LA where you can swim with otters, but they were always super booked out. Like, I think it was like $500 or something. And then you get to play with it for like 45 minutes. They have like a whole pool set up. But they were always booked out for, like, the whole year. And then they had this, like, $5,000 slot that you could buy where you get the same amount of time with the otters as the 500 But you get, like, an autographed photo where you get, like, your name on one of those bricks, you know, like, in the facility, like, where they have bricks with people's names. Like, you get one of those. Like, that was it. And I was like, I would still pay $5,000 for my dream to swim with otters. But, like, I was like, I don't know. One day I'm going to do it. I would definitely like I would think I would cry swimming with otters like I would love it <laughs> I believe in you 
Yeah, kangaroos are my favorite animal, and they actually have a farm in Washington, a kangaroo farm, where you can go and hold one. And that was probably one of the most magical moments in my life. I got to hold a baby kangaroo. So I'm so excited for you to swim with the otters eventually because it is just as rewarding as you think it's going to be. Yeah, you go to Australia. (laughs) I've been to Australia twice, and I've been to two different places where you go, and the kangaroos are literally just walking around with you. Like, you go into their area – and they're just hopping around and you can like pet them if they let you like you could get close to them like it was I held a koala bear uh twice but I just remember like feeding the kangaroos out of my hand and being like this is so fucking crazy that they're just walking wow. around in the same area as me and like I saw like albino kangaroos and like regular kangaroos baby ones like it was crazy they're just hopping around like to watch them <laughs> hop is so funny you would love it <laughs> That's super cute. I love that. <laughs> like this year, I mean, you're obviously contracted. I mean, I'm sure that takes up a lot of your time, but have you had a chance maybe this year to kind of stockpile a little bit of content on the side for your OnlyFans or is is browsers keeping you nice and busy? Uh, they definitely keep me busy. I'm always busy, but I do have a good amount of like stuff that I've shot for my website like stocked up I edit everything myself so it takes time I have to find like times where I'm free to edit and like sometimes I put in effort I edit like an intro to a song or sometimes I just like get straight into the video but I have a good Mm -hmm. amount of videos always kind of stocked up um I always try and keep myself ahead if I do go off on vacation for a while or if I have like personal issues going on for a while I always want to make sure that I have content stocked up that's so smart uh what different kinds of content do you post on your different platforms like OnlyFans Snapchat Twitter yeah so I um all my like super long like the longest maybe like 40 minutes 50 minutes like the longest full length videos that you can get are on my website, kendersunderlandvip.com. So like, you can become a member and automatically see all of those updates. And if you're a VIP member, then you also get a photo set with each video. Um, and then you could be like just a basic member. And I sort of cut down the video about like 10, 15 minutes or so. You'll still get like a good amount of content. Um, for the basic members. And then I take the video and I chop it up into different parts and I put that on my OnlyFans. So if you want like the full most content that you can get, then I would say like you should be a VIP member of my site. But if you want a good amount of content for like only $5, which is what my OnlyFans is, then I would suggest that. And if you're a freeloader, then you could like just search me on Pornhub and sometimes I put up videos for people on that like a good 10 minutes so it just depends that's that's an interesting tier like a like you're functioning with tiers for your website that's actually really smart I I like that That it took me a bit to kind of like figure it out what like amount of content and what price everything was going to be until I solidated Mm -hmm. it and it's hard everyone's different but um, once you get that it's like I kind of am, I'm in the flow now I shoot like super long videos I'm in the flow of editing and it's it works for me so yeah so you basically have something available for everybody from the freeloaders to the big spenders so that's a great, a great marketing strategy 
And I know also you are very political on your social media. Do you think that helped your fame in any way? Or do you engage in political conversations with your fans online? No, I don't think that it helps <laughs> at all. I think that it, if anything, it makes me lose followers, but I can't help it. If I'm very passionate about something, sometimes I can't stop myself from going on my social media and tweeting about it or talking about it. And I just really don't care if anyone has, just like I don't care if somebody doesn't like my nipples or somebody doesn't like the way that I look like. I don't care what anyone thinks. I can put whatever I want on my social media. And if I feel strongly about something and you don't like it, then you can unfollow me. (laughs) I like it. Would you ever consider running for office or or do you just like engaging in politics, but you don't want to be in politics? I don't even like engaging in politics. I (laughs) I don't even really pay attention to it. I'm not super into it, but if something's happening in the world and I feel strongly about it, like I'll talk about it, but I don't know the different branches of government. Like I don't know everybody's job. And I just like, I only know when things affect me or like affect the people around me. So I like, I try and stay out of it. Honestly, I don't like politics. I think it's all, I'm like a hippie at heart. Like I don't like any sort of government like control or like they're fucking controlling us, man. Like I sound like Hyde from fucking um, (laughs) that 70s show. I'm always like, government trying to control us man but like what are you gonna do you have to like you have to pay taxes you have to do this shit so like it's annoying but i'm always i'm like a hippie at heart i don't want any so it's safe to say that it's not really your love for politics it's more your love for free speech like you're just you're just honest and open-minded i care about human rights and like women's rights and like everybody should be able to do whatever they want as long as you're not hurting other people like if you want to love another woman or like whatever like people should be able to and we should care about climate change like those are two big things that like I think humanity and like humans are going to ruin the planet if we don't do something soon to fix it well if I lived in the U.S. and you ran for office I'd totally vote for you Uh (laughs) you're lucky you're not down here I mean we finally just got Trump out of office so like I mean I don't even know he's still kind of clinging on to like the office but um it's just it's a mess down here America I can't (laughs) and You've been molded for Fleshlight. Do you have any, I think I found something else, but do you have any other sex toys that were either mold, that you were molded from or modeled after? Yeah, I had, I think when I first got in, there was a company that wanted to do these toys with me where they did a whole molding process. But um, to be honest, they never actually released any product with my actual mold. It was more so for show. And then they just took basic products and slapped my name on it. And um, it's not my favorite. It was always kind of like cheesy, whatever. And I don't know. I don't make money off of it anymore. The whole process was kind of like fucked up. And I had a manager at the time who like stole my checks and stuff. Everyone in the industry kind of has like one of those stories of that person that fucked him over. But um, Fleshlight is 100% different. Fleshlight is an actual like mold of my vagina. When I saw the toy, just based off the prototype, when I sent in pictures, like it looked exactly like my vagina. And I was like, this is like where it's at. This is like the toy that I'm happy to promote and I'm happy to show off to people. It's like my vagina. Do they do they mold? Do they somehow mold the inside, or is it mainly the outside with like a different side? And the inside is all like textures and bumps and stuff. Yeah, they just do the outside. It's quite an interesting process. It's like this like green goo that they put on you. It's kind of like thick, and then they put the casting. Like if you were to get like an arm cast or something, they like put the cast stuff on it, and then it sits. 
for a bit and it'll get like hot and cold and hot and cold. It's like goes through weird temperatures. And then when they peel it off, it's like the most satisfying, like interesting feeling ever. It was like felt so good. I was like, that's weird. And it's just like the perfect, <laughs> perfect mold of your vagina. It's crazy. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's also, is there an inflatable doll like a Kendra Sunderland inflatable dollar. Yeah, that was one of the older ones, but it wasn't, again, it doesn't look like me. It's just a basic inflatable no. doll. <laughs> it does not look like you. No, it looks absolutely nothing like me. It was just like basic <laughs> toys that they just slapped my name on and probably made a money, a lot of money off of and gave me nothing for. So, <laughs> What is your personal favorite sex toy? Um, The Hitachi for sure. It's like a good old, good old corded Hitachi, strong. Nothing really beats that. Good old faithful. I think like you, you basically owning a Hitachi is a rite of passage to becoming a cam model. I think like if you don't own a Hitachi, I'm not sure if you can even call yourself a cam model yet. It is like the one basic must have. I remember the first time I used my Hitachi, I posted on Twitter. It was right after I became a cam model. And I was like, the Hitachi is worth the hype. And I did like a splash gif emoji. And I was like, yeah, it's worth the hype. Like <laughs> everybody, every girl remembers their first Hitachi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it's no secret. You openly smoke tons of weed. And I know that you've had your own merch made for your weed. So you've made your own papers and grinders and lighters. And I actually looked into getting my own papers. Obviously, Kush, I'm into the weed as well. And it's not cheap. Like, it is an expensive item. I mean, these are things that you offer in your store. And I think you also have a 2021 calendar coming out as well. Yes, I have a website. Um, I think it's called Kendra2020.com that I started at the beginning of the year. Um, where I was selling my calendar. And then there's also my 420 products on that site. So I have products on KendraCenterlandVIP.com, but we can't do any smoking or 420 related things. So I had to put it on my secondary site. Um, But yeah, if you go on there, it'll tell you, like you'll find a link for the 2021 calendar and um, for the 420 products and everything. But it's a lot of fun. I'm just missing my own rolling tray. Like that's the one thing. And then I feel like I'll have... Everything, oh. lighters, grinders, rolling papers, and a rolling tray would be, like, the whole thing. I feel like I should yeah. have my own strain, too. Like, my middle name's Jane, so I wanted to, do like, play off that, like, Mary Jane, but, like, Kendra Jane. Like, one day I'll have my I own strain. A, yeah, I actually had a fan last year. I have a fan because it's legal now in Canada, and one of my fans lives uh, in up here, and he actually tried to create a strain in my name. Unfortunately, that was one of the plans that didn't work out, <laughs> which is a shame because that would be so cool. Uh, but now if you get your rolling trays, you can sell full on like little Kendra 420 kits. Yes, yeah. for all my fellow <laughs> potheads. I love it. Right. Inhale the good shit. Exhale the bullshit. You have a Tinder account. You said that you're not dating anyone right now, but you do have a Tinder account. What is that like dating as a porn star? Do you feel like like meeting Gosh. people in person or like apps is better? Um, I always feel like meeting people in person is so much better because you know if you mm-hmm. vibe with them or not. Like, I miss going to concerts and festivals and like going out and meeting people in person because it's so much easier. Um, like, I'm on Tinder and like Hinge and stuff like that, but um, I don't know. I feel like everyone in LA is very like jaded. Everyone just thinks that they're the shit and like will ignore you. And I'm like, you're not the shit bro I'm the shit like you're the normal person like 
I'm the porn star over here. Like, how are you just going to ignore me? Like, you don't want to hang out with me. Like, I don't understand. And then there will be, like, people in other states that show me more care and more respect, but then they're in another state. So, like, what are you going to do? Like, dating is really hard, I feel like, especially as a porn star. It takes a really, like, confident and um, strong person to not care that I do porn but to me like it'll always be different in my head because to me it's just work like I could understand a guy being like oh she gets to fuck all these other guys all the time and like has great sex like on camera and to me like it's just work I show up yeah I work with a person I go home like I don't talk to them I'm not flirting with them I don't cuddle with them Mm -hmm. like to me like (laughs) an emotional connection could be so much stronger than any sort of work fling type thing so I'm going to have to find somebody that doesn't care about that and let, and like, or just wait until I'm done shooting porn. Like, I don't know. I don't want another performer either. So it's hard. Like I want a civilian person that like only wants me (laughs) and is obsessed with me and gives me attention all the time. Cause I imagine it's also difficult. I know, I know other porn stars who tried to do the Tinder or the Bumble thing and they keep getting deleted, not because they're a sex worker, but because people are reporting them thinking it's a fake, but it's actually their legit account. So like, it's hard to exist online enough as a sex worker as it is. I couldn't imagine like the intricacies of the dating world online. Yeah. I think of my, I actually am, I haven't been on Tinder because I've been blocked so many times, but I think in my profile, I was like, (laughs) I am real and I can prove it. Like people all the time will be like, you're so pretty. Like too bad. This is a fake profile. I'm like, Give me your Snapchat. Like, I'll prove it. Like, I can actually prove it. But it's just funny to me that people think it's always fake. But um, I love trolling on there. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is the weirdest date you've ever gone on? You said that it's strange dating as a foreign star. So it's the weirdest date you've ever gone on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really go out on a date, but this one time I had invited this guy over to my place and like I knew I shouldn't have, but he was just so awkward and like could tell that he was like so freaked out and like excited to be there. And then was just very like over the top, like trying to just like like this guy was like scraping the inside of my vagina like he was carving a pumpkin, like and I was like, What the fuck are you doing? And then, like, couldn't get hard. And so after trying to fucking finger jam me so many times, I think he kind of, like, gave up and took a step back and was like, whoa, okay, like, I can't get hard. And I was – he was fully clothed and I was fully naked. And I was just looking at him like, I feel so (laughs) awkward. And that was the weirdest, like, situation ever. And, like, I could tell he was embarrassed. And he literally left. Like, he left so fast. He left his, like, chain necklace at my house. And I had to, like – meet up with him a separate time to give it to him but I just like handed it to him and left it's got to be intimidating for guys though like you know trying to make a porn star come the pressure is on you know like that's what they think when you're really just like you know be yourself and think you're me like a normal chick like yeah it's hard <laughs> I've definitely I've had that problem a lot with a lot of people honestly I think more than people think that I would but I just intimidate them I guess or I make them nervous and, like, there's someone recently that I've really, like, grown to care about and, like, talked to for a long time before we met in person. And I just feel like it was too built up. Like, the pressure was too much. Like, I came out of the bathroom, like, full-on porn star. Like, all lingerie, <laughs> like, heels, garter, like, porn star fantasy. And I just feel like I kind of 
scared him a bit but to me like I feel like he was nervous about size or something but to me that is just one small factor like there's so many other things you could do in the bedroom to blow my mind and to make me like wow I'm head over heels for this person and I feel like they allowed that one factor to kind of ruin it all but like I could have used a vibrator like there's so many other things you could have done to blow my mind in the bedroom I, I agree like I think guys put more pressure on themselves about size than we put on them because every other woman I've ever talked to we're like well size doesn't really matter you know sometimes variety like you said earlier variety is key it's nice to have different sizes different you know just differences between you know different people yeah I've definitely had like smaller uh smaller guys blow my mind more than bigger guys like there'll be guys with like big perfect dicks and they suck like versus That's they, they have a huge dick so they can and just put it in there and automatically you'll like orgasm it's like that doesn't work actually i'm in severe pain right now like what yeah. are you doing yeah they're going in with their ego basically yeah it's it's <laughs> terrible but it just depends i feel like guys just don't be insecure about your size like try your hardest to blow a girl's mind and not let other things bother you because like the emotional connection i could have with someone could be so much better than the porn star that like you think banged me out so good like it's just, it's just also like Eat pussy, like, because even if the dick game ain't strong, like, if you eat pussy, like, that's ideal. That's my sex advice to men. Eat pussy. (laughs) We're not going to get out of here today without talking about your amazing tits. You even won an award for in 2018 at the Pornhub Awards for nicest tits. And you are all natural. Yeah, so I'm so, up hey, for hey. the same award this year. It's just like a fan voting so everyone go can back, go, go and back. vote for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, come on, they deserve they're definitely they go through their phases. There was a point like years ago when I was with my ex and I believe he was sucking the life out of my body and my boobs specifically because <laughs> they were so small. And then now I'm like happy, healthy, like on my own, and they are huge. I don't understand. Some days I'm they look amazing they look incredible i'm looking at them right now and there's nothing wrong with them like goddamn they're they're pain in my back but i love them (laughs) so what uh we're gonna start wrapping things up now but i wanted to ask uh what advice would you give your younger self um i would say don't get into that relationship (laughs) i'm like don't trust don't give so much trust to other people and don't give your money to other people and save your flyer miles. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Advice. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so before we wrap up here, we are going to play a game of would you rather. So are you ready? Yes. All right. Would you rather have sex in the shower or sex in a car? In the car. In the car. You find that's easy. Actually, I probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah, something about the water just makes it like not as flowy, you know? Like it's just not as good. But a car, I think I could have some good sex in my car. Yeah, shower sex always comes with that extra layer of like potential real danger too. <laughs> so higher chance of injury. All right. So would you rather have all of your sexual wishes granted or grant everyone else's sexual wishes? All of mine, the fuck? i'm selfish i want all of mine i always grant other people's sexual wishes what it's my turn all right would you rather have a partner who fakes their orgasms but gives amazing oral or a partner who's terrible at oral 
but who has really great orgasms. Mm, I guess the first one, because like if they're gonna fake it, that's not my problem. <laughs> like I don't care if they have great orgasms that much as much as they should be giving me oral for sure. So I'd say that one. All right. I'm selfish. <laughs> you know what you want. There's a difference. Also, as I always say, the only person that you're playing is yourself if you fake your orgasms because nobody is making you fake your orgasms. You're doing that to yourself. So (laughs) that's your own problem. Um, So would you rather have sex in a park or in an abandoned building? Mm, I guess a park. Something about an abandoned building would freak me out. (laughs) Fair. Too much American Horror Story. I would be like, no, no, no. no, no, no." (laughs) Would you rather be pinned against the wall during sex or be pinned to the floor? Um, I guess I'm like looking at my floor. Like, mm. (laughs) doesn't have to be your floor, just any floor. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the floor because I feel like I would get tired eventually up on the wall. Like I'm lazy. I think I would like to lay down on the floor. All right. And last one. Would you rather be with a romantic guy or a kinky guy? Oh, fuck. Both. <laughs> I was like, a, l- <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, I think romantic. I think I just would love more romance and lovemaking than kinky. It's fair. I would probably choose romance, too. I'm a... I'm a true romantic at heart. I am. I'm such a hopeless romantic. I want like the fairy tale, cheesy, over the top love. And I live in LA and I do porn. So I'm pretty much screwed. Um, (laughs) Well, I I live alone with my two cats and cry every time I watch the notebook. So, you know, we all have our cross to bear. Um, (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so much fun. Uh, Would you like to share where people can find your, uh, find you, your porn and and all of your products online? Yes. So if you would like to try out my Flushlight Pussy Mold, um, you could get that at flushlight.com. Um, just go through the girls and find me. Um, if you want like full-length videos, um, my VIP site, KendraSunderlandVIP.com. You can also buy them clip store style there. You can buy some signed DVDs and signed 8x10s type merch and then you could also buy anything that I've worn used or touched um, on that site and then for my 2021 calendar you can find that on Kendra2020.com I have to update that and that's also where my smoking merch is going to be and some other like cool posters and laptop covers mouse pads type things and then my OnlyFans is a great place to find content and talk with me one on one it's only $5 you can go to kslibrary girl.com or onlyfans.com slash chaos library girl um my zz plus account is pretty cool browsers has their own social media type platform where there's no rules it's free to follow so um you could check out like browsersplus.com slash kendra sunderland um that's also a place to find all the bts every time i shoot which is pretty often and mm-hmm. then lastly free videos for all the freeloaders can be found on ksvideos.com or you could go to pornhub and type in my name and then click on my verified profile with the blue check mark that always helps me with ranking and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you could vote for these titties at uh, Pornhub <laughs> fan voting for 
yes, the awards. And I think that's it. That might be all of it. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to vote for her titties. She deserves to win that award twice. She's got beautiful boobs. Thank you guys so much for listening to the latest episode of Sex Tales. See you next time, Sex Squad. Let me do my two-step. Hey, Sex Squad. Remember to spank that like button and subscribe on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash camminglife. And make sure to subscribe to Sex Tales wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Yes.